For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your call to worship. Today is the fourth Saturday of November, November 26, 2022. Greetings on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black. Welcome to Refuge from the Storm Church, a ministry of hope, encouragement, and purpose. We seek to serve targeted individuals in North America and around the world. To our regular members, our new listeners and guests, Thank you for spending a portion of your Saturday with us. Your presence is very important to us, and thank you for coming. We pray that something that is said or done today will encourage you. Draw near to God, and God will draw near to you. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and God will exalt you. Remember, God is fighting your battles, arranging things in your favor, making a way even when we don't see it. Our serving team today is Brother Bob Pierce, our Zoom moderator. He's filling in for Sister Helena Thompson, our Minister of Music. Sister Cheryl Miller-Harvey will offer the altar prayer today. Sister Lonnie Washington will offer the Advent uh, prayer of hope as tomorrow begins the season of Advent. Pastor Millicent Black will deliver the preached word. Sister Greta Ayers will offer the invitation to discipleship. And I will serve, I, Carolyn Cunningham, will serve as your worship leader. We ask all of you on this call to pray in your daily prayers for Refuge from the Storm Church members, the Worldwide Church, our families and friends, TIs around the world, advocacy and activist groups, the loved ones of those who've died from targeting, coronaviruses, and other catastrophic illnesses. Also pray that all government officials be moved by the Holy Spirit to discern the will of God, to do it and not do their will. Please pray also for world peace, all refugees, victims of the worldwide climate crisis, which includes all of us, but especially where there's extreme starvation and catastrophic uh, hurricanes and tornadoes like the one which recently occurred in Florida and in and other parts of the world. And please pray for the loved ones of all victims who perished most recently from gun violence, and pray for the survivors who sustained severe injuries that they may heal. Thank you for your time and attention. I will lead you through the rest of the service after our opening praise and worship song. Amen. Amen. 
thank you to each of you who have brought us this far in the service. Lonnie, thank you for stepping in and reading that beautiful Advent uh, reading on hope as we continue in our service. I just want to uh, comment on the fact that this, this weekend starts the, ad, the Advent season and we embrace the Advent season because of what we interpret that to be. And that is the preparation for the celebration of the appreciation of the coming of Jesus Christ for the first time. So whoever determined that it would take us four weeks to really get ready to appreciate what Jesus uh, did for us when he came through the annals of time, through the birth of a, of a virgin, when God planned before the world began that Jesus would come and that he would come exactly as he did. I've been studying not really intentionally, my my daughter, my granddaughter, my granddaughter has a, a now six month old baby, and she has been breastfeeding the baby. And I just kind of marveled at how a child can nurse from her mother's body and get full. And so just without even trying to find anything, I came up on a YouTube video that shows how the milk populates into the mammary glands to begin to flow out of the mother's body to feed the child. God thought of that. God thought of that. And he knew that Jesus was going to need that, that milk as food for his own growth. And so everything that we experienced as a seed and an egg come together in a mother's womb all the way through to where we are now. God had planned that. And it's so incredible. So when I heard the song, Incredible God, I just knew that was one that we could have today. And prayerfully, I would be able to convey to you the most magnificence that God is to us when we think of all of the unheard of ways that we live, that we live in his world is just incredible. On a funny note, we were having Bible study one Wednesday night. I did not have to teach. And I had some coupons from Kroger that gave me several items free and a sense off of, of other items. And I was on the little ride through cart that particular evening and was just loving that God was caring for me in a way that he was providing food that I would not have otherwise had money to purchase. And I had set for my alarm that song. So that song came on just as I was riding through the store, collecting my goods, knowing that I was going to go out of there having saved, you know, at least $20. And I was so thrilled. I did not associate the hearing of the song with the alarm that it was time for me to go to Bible study. Well, y'all, I missed Bible study. But I tell you, I was riding through the aisles of that store and I turned my little volume up so people could hear he's an incredible God. 
and he deserves an incredible praise. I hope y'all are laughing at me because I surely laughed at myself when I realized I was so caught up in how incredible it was that God was providing that food for me at such a good bargain that I was missing Bible study. Nevertheless, the scripture tells us, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. We should all be saying so right now because he has redeemed us. I give thanks and praise to God, our Father, to Jesus, our Lord, and to the precious Holy Spirit for each of you who are present with us tonight. I also join Elder Carolyn in welcoming you to our service. I'm always proud to acknowledge those who work tirelessly to help me offer services that will strengthen your walk with the Lord. And that's our ministry team, the associate ministers, our Christian education director and Bible study leaders, our worship coordinator, talk shoe manager, and very, very, very important administrative assistant, Sister Sharon Taylor. I join Elder Carolyn in recognizing each of you, and I say much obliged to you and to our advisors for their commitment to the work in the, of the ministry of the Lord in and to the targeted community. Now to the glory of God, we live all across these United States, from California to Maryland, from Ohio to Texas, Kentucky to Washington State and Tennessee. And then others join us in worship from other countries like Canada and the United Kingdom. Yet we all work together and worship together by God's grace through this conference call and through Zoom. And for that, I am so, so thankful. Our scripture for today is actually coming from the book of, of Matthew chapter 25. I was working on something else from the book of Isaiah that I'll, I'll, I'll bring in next week. For those of you who don't have V2K, it's also called uh, sublimial messaging or silent sound. Um, voice to skull is the v, the uh, actual name for the V2K. I do. And that person is also remote neural monitoring me. And so as I prepare to share the word of God each week, he is in the scriptures, listening to my thoughts, listening to the revelations, uh, seeing what I'm writing down, interrupting my thoughts, trying to stop me from communing with God is exactly what he is doing. He is also a pastor. So he knows the Bible and he talks about how he puts his own sermons together. And he tries to make me dependent on him to give me interpretations of the word of God, which I promptly resist and reject because I'm looking for God in this situation. And I never stop. I always expect him to come through. But I had enough sufficient distraction today that I just I saw God for what else I could do while I get the clearest and the most amazingly revealing message on Isaiah chapter 11. It's got some good stuff and we need it all. In fact, I can go ahead and tell you that throughout the month of December, we are going to be talking about 
the branch that came from the root of Jesse. Uh, and it'll take us all five weeks to get through it as we coincide uh, with the Advent season, with the Advent readings in our, in our uh, service each week. And throughout the month of December, we will be also studying in our Bible study the, uh, from the Advent. So we'll be, it's going to all coincide. And I just believe God is preparing us. I mean, he's really preparing us to appreciate how he has provided for us. But from Matthew chapter 25, verses one through 14, I don't usually read uh, one through 13, but I don't re usually read so many verses, but this tonight, I believe you'll see why I see it's necessary. So starting with verse one, then the kingdom of heaven would be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. But when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Let us pray. Father God, we come this afternoon, God, for some and evening for others, thanking you for this day that you have made. And just as the song just finished, you are an incredible God. And because you are incredible, we just stopped to praise you and to worship you, God. We stopped to give you honor and to say thank you, oh God. We are so grateful for who you are and for what you have provided for us. We thank you, Father, for this season of Thanksgiving that's going into the season of the Advent, God, when we eagerly await, oh God, news of the coming of the Almighty King. We thank you, Father, that you have provided for us, Lord, to be able to see through the scriptures and hear through the prophecy and even in our own spirit, Father, instruction and direction on how to be prepared, how to be wise virgins, whether male or female, we're still waiting for the bridegroom. We thank you, Father, for, the, for the, the bridegroom who will take us back to the marriage supper. God, we thank you that there will be with you and him forever. And while we wait, oh Lord, help us, God, to know how to fill our lamps. Give us more prayers to pray, more scriptures to read. God, give us more revelation of your word, I pray in Jesus' name. Fill our mouths with praise as we sing songs unto you, O oh God. Thank you, Father, for showing us and teaching us the revelation of your word, how to apply it to our lives, God, and how to help others come to realize that the king is coming. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> 
Amen. And that is the title of the message. The king is coming. The king is coming. We've all been taught to be prepared for a rainy day. You don't know when it's coming, but you can be sure that it will surely come. So the advice of mama, grandmama, and anyone who loves you is to be ready. You know, when you leave the house, I remember as a little girl, we used to have those uh, rain scars that we were taught to keep in our pockets or our purses, just in case the rain came. If we heard that rain was on the way, we had a raincoat. Even if it wasn't raining when you left home, mama would tell you, grab your raincoat for the rain is coming. Others would have umbrellas. You know, remember when they came out with the fold up umbrellas? At first it was that long umbrella that was too long to fold up or to hide anywhere. But then once they came up with the folding umbrellas, we could take those umbrellas and stick them in our purses. And if they were small enough, stick them in our pockets, coat pockets, and we'd have a rain shelter for us, walking right beside us. Well, I'm not talking about a rainy day as in drops from the clouds in the sky. Rather, I'm talking about the rainy day when you lose your job through layoff or getting fired. A rainy day could be the day your car breaks down or a friend of mine uh, recently shared about her heating system breaking down. And then there's the unexpected expenses that are astronomical if your washer or your dryer breaks down. Things, you, you de uh, re de things that you rely on. Another example of a rainy day could be the unwanted news from the doctor that the tests were not favorable and surgery and a long recovery is needed. We never know when those unexpected financial drains will come. So the wise person will plan for it by saving. Some of us are kept from saving by those who want to see us without enough of anything. And so we learn to rely on God. Much has been said in the past about the parables that Christ used as tools for teaching. A parable is defined as an earthly truth with a spiritual value. Jesus often spoke in parables to the people, but gave the spiritual insight of the parable to the disciples when they were together in private. Parables are related to metaphors and analogies. However, each have their own differences from each other. As we turn our attention to the events of today, I'm challenged to look up and I challenge you to look up. Jesus Christ is reported to have stated in red letters in the Bible, nation will rise against nation. There will be great earthquakes, famines and pestilences, terrors and other great signs from heaven. Then he said, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. Even at that, we are not to despair, but Jesus told us to take the opportunity to be a witness for the Lord. And I can pause right there and commend each one of you for being here this afternoon. I commend those of you who show up for early morning prayer or late night prayer, whichever one is more convenient. 
I thank God for those of you who come at whatever time you come because you've not been pushed away, ran away, or knocked away from your faith in God. That's something to be commended. But the other thing that I want to commend you about is the fact that your life is a witness before those who even have become our persecutors. Sometimes people become our persecutors that we never would have thought. Whoever would have thought that you would feel unwelcome at the church, which is the house of God. Whoever would have thought that you would have felt left out by friends and family members who care for you and supposed to care for you. Whoever would have thought that you'd find yourself walking without those sometimes childhood friends. You grew up with them. You went to school with them. You went to college with them. Some of you got married about the same time, began your families at the same time, prayed your children through school, high school, college even. And when you became a target, they seem to have forgotten the value of your friendship. And yet now you can be a witness for the Lord. Then God, Jesus reminded us of the covenant that God had made with the sun, the moon, the stars, and even the earth. If you would go back to Jeremiah, you would see that God told Jeremiah first that he was making a covenant with these and set ordinances that they had to shine. The sun, the moon, the stars had to give off light the earth and the sea had to keep apart but they provided a place of dwelling for us those were court ordinances and covenants that god had made with them those would remain even during these times of wars and famine but then it says that people would be fainting because of their fear and worrying about what is coming on the world if you don't think people are afraid right now, based on even hearing that the king is coming, they really are. Lots of people, even some Christians are concerned that the king is coming because they may have made alliances with the other side and they're not quite sure if they'll go back with him when he comes. But then Jesus said, and they will see the son of man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to take place, look up because your redemption is drawing near. So when we hear about there being a man in the cloud, and I'm not talking about Project Blue Bean that the military is supposed to have and use as a fake second coming of Jesus, but for that even, we have to beware and be ready to not go with the wrong cloud. We have in our newscast daily evidence of these and more signs of the end of this age as we hear that a war continues in Russia and between Russia and Ukraine. The ever looming threat of attack from Russia, China and others against the United States are ever in the air. Unrest can be found among blood relatives and murders are occurring in mass in some of the most unusual places, movie theaters, libraries, schools. We can't tell what season it is and it is not unusual for sudden weather changes. Some of you would have to help me who live up 
in the Northeast about how much snow actually fell last week. It was a lot of inches and I'm sure unexpected. Whereas here in the South, in the, at the end of November and nearly the beginning of December, we had 67 degree weather just two days ago. We see flowers in bloom in the wintertime and other events show up in what seems to be the wrong place. These scriptures that we have read from Matthew 22 are used to introduce a series of messages focused on the text that was used by Jesus to address his second return. And that was Matthew 22 that I was reading earlier about the famines and the wars and the rumors of wars. Part of the lessons that Jesus taught about his return were found in various books of the of, uh, chapters of the book of Matthew. One of them that was so important to us, I shared on this past Thursday night was in Matthew 13, which talked about the farmer who sowed wheat in his field. And then he went to bed and it says while he slept, the enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. Well, that's what God knew would happen even in the church today. A tear can be one who actually worships Satan, but he goes to church or she goes to church with the saints and they look like us, they talk like us, they praise like us, they pray like us, but they really have a heart going in the other direction. And so it says that the next morning or when they began to realize what had happened, the, the workers asked the farmer, well, shall we go and just pull the tares out from among the wheat? And Jesus said, no, let them grow up together. He says, at the end of the age, God will send in the angels and they will separate the wheat from the tear. And so they did. Then there's another story that was told in the gospel of Matthew about the power of God in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This chapter started with a wedding feast and it was called by Luke, a banquet. The servant was told to go and invite the specific people to the banquet. And they all gave excuses of why they did not have time to come. And so the master said, well, just go out and invite anybody. Go into the highways and byways and just compel them to come, anyone that wants to come. And it says that when the day of the banquet come, people came and everyone was appropriately dressed except one man who God immediately recognized as the one who did not belong at the banquet. And God ordered that he would be taken out because he would dare come to the banquet unprepared. Now that is so similar to what we're talking about today, being prepared because the king is coming. And when the king comes, we're going back with him to the marriage supper of the lamb, a big banquet. The message today deals with the parable of the 10 virgins. Five were described as wise and the other five unwise or foolish based on their state of preparation upon the arrival of the bridegroom. 
Under normal circumstances, when one is involved in a wedding, either as the bride-to-be or the bridegroom, preparation takes place. The date is set, the church is secured, the wedding party is invited, the most beautiful cake and refreshments are planned. There is shopping for just the right dress. Many of you may have seen the weekly series, Bridezilla. That was another one that was called Wedding, the Wedding Party, I believe, where the bride would go looking for her dress and she'd take her mom, her grandmom, her godmom, and the bridesmaids, and they'd go looking for the right dress. The most calm, quiet spoken, and humble women can turn into a monster sometimes, unrecognizable, if things begin to go wrong concerning the wedding plans. Now that came from another weekly series called Bridezilla. In the pericope today, there are no specific descriptions of what is expected of the bridesmaids, except that they were to be ready when the bridegroom comes. All 10 were given lamps and each woman had oil with the instructions to wait there until the bridegroom came. Apparently there was no special date set. They just knew he was coming. There were no menus discussed, no special dresses. There was not a special chapel noted in the instructions. Each woman was given the same warning, be ready. And then they were given a lamp. We aren't told if the bridesmaids ask any questions to clarify the date and time of the arrival, but we do know that the expectation was that they would be ready when he came. The story goes on to tell us that the wise virgins took extra flask of oil. They were preparing for a long wait, just in case. If the time of their expectation of the bridegroom was short, great. They would still have enough oil plus some. However, if there was any delay, an unexpected storm, the illness of a family in today's society of flat tire or running out of gas, the wise virgins would be ready for the unexpected. The foolish virgins though, it is reported, only took the clothes on their back and the oil that was in the lamps. They did not anticipate any hiccup in the plans. They did not expect any delays in the arrival of the bridegroom. They thought surely we have everything we need for the wedding. So the parable says the time of the wedding party's march to the wedding chapel took so long that all 10 of the virgins fell asleep. Then at midnight, the bridegroom came and the five foolish virgins were not only asleep, but their lamps had gone out. Do you know all the things that can happen at midnight? Midnight symbolizes the end of one day and the beginning of the next. Symbolically, it can mean the worst period of another's life. Jesus spoke of the arrival of the thief at midnight. Paul and Silas won a victory at midnight by praying and singing hymns unto God. In the world that we live, the worst tooth ache that you could ever have usually comes at midnight. The most throbbing of an injury happens at midnight. That is, unless you're armed with the appropriate pain medication. The main theme of this pericope is preparedness. The promise is that the bridegroom is coming. 
Jesus promised in John 14 to come back, that he was coming back again. The angel told the disciples on the day of the ascension that the same Jesus who had been taken into heaven would come in the same manner that he was seen going. Since we are the ones who remain, we are the examples of the virgins who should be busy keeping oil in our lamps. As we look at the virgins, let us diagnose ourselves by their actions. The wise virgins were busy making sure they had enough oil in their lamps. Oil in this parable has the meaning of the spirit of God. The spirit of God is symbolized by both oil and the anointing. So for a Christian, we get oil in our lamps in several different ways. No, you can't go to the gas station and ask for a fill up. You don't need a gas card because this kind of oil is not for sale. You get this oil by dedication to the oil giver, God the Father and God's Son, Jesus Christ. If you're foolish, you will act in an unwise manner and not be prepared to meet Jesus when he comes. The half-hearted virgin would do as little as possible and hope that's enough. There will be little to no Bible study. So if we are cleansed by the word, there will be no cleansing. Not unless the word of God has been hidden in the heart. The word says God sent God's word and healed us. If you don't know that, you can't claim it. We're taught that God watches over his word to perform it. If we can't remember what God has said, or don't know what God has said, we can't remind God of it. This leaves us at a disadvantage and we can't fight the devil with God's word if we don't know it. Christ's only prayer time is not real communion. Y'all know what Christ's only prayer time is? We only pray when there's a crisis. The car stopped running. A child is sick. We lose a job. We miss the joy of falling in love with God. Our only when our only conversation with God is, please save my child, Lord. I have a bill to pay. Will you please send the money? God, my loved one needs healing. Lord, help me. If that's the only time we talk to him, we miss so much. Pop rock music does not usher us into the presence of the Lord, nor does this type of music induce your spirit to be open to the presence of the Holy Spirit. If you wouldn't invite Jesus to go to the party, the bar with you, for fear that he would be offended by the music, I would be careful what music I played when I wanted to invite God to stay around for a while. We can wholeheartedly though prepare for Christ's return. It's really simple. First of all, we can take the Nicodemus route and accept Jesus as our Lord and savior. Most of us on the call have done this, but there are some in the hearing of this message who may want to turn from the belief that they can save themselves in the end. There needs to be a sincere exchange of all that we are not for all that Jesus is and what he does for us at Calvary. This is the accepting of the offer to become a lamp 
in which the Holy Spirit can reside. He will then light the temple. To begin to fill the lamp with oil, you have to go to the oil giver, or, and I mean on a daily basis. Personal time with God is the best way to build up yourself in the most holy faith. Each week, an invitation to become a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ is offered at this service. Some places we can go together. Other places you should go alone with the Savior. Here today in church, we are all together. Our hearts and our minds are on worshiping him. But the places we should go alone may be Bible study. And I mean devotion each morning. Sometimes into prayer, we go alone with the Savior. A love relationship is built between a man and a woman the more they spend time together. It's the same way with building a love relationship with God. The more you get to know God, the more you will love and trust him. And all of that is putting oil in your lamp. Paul told Timothy that he could build himself up on his most holy faith by singing hymns and songs and spiritual songs. You have to be selective in the music that one plays or sings when trying to build an atmosphere that will invite God into the room. However, I'm telling you, he will come. There are lots of hymns and anthems and gospel songs that we have been singing throughout our lives, those of us who have been Christians and were born and raised into Christian families. Any of those will invoke God's presence. They'll cause him to, to look around and pull his ear up to make sure that that's the sound he's hearing. And rest assured, he knows each of our voices. And so when we begin to praise, when we begin to worship, God will say, oh, that's my child. Let me go see what she wants. Because the word of God tells us that our praise is what God inhabits. And then lastly, prayer. Ephesians 6 tells us all kinds of prayer will cause God to come and see about us. In another place, Paul spells it out. He said, be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. He goes on to tell us that after we've done this, the God of peace will show up. And he won't just show up, but he'll bring his rifle and he'll have it ready to go across his shoulder while he walks around you through the day and through the night. He won't send the angels to do it. He'll do it himself. He'll watch over our hearts and our minds and keep them in himself. So what happened to the virgins? The Bible tells us that the wise virgins were ready when the bridegroom came. Their lamps were filled with oil to light the way to the feast. Their human flesh grew weary and waiting and they fell asleep just like the foolish brides. But they were ready when it was time for the wedding. The foolish brides not only failed to bring enough oil in case there was a rainy day, but they fell asleep while they waited for the bridegroom. Not only did their lamps go out, but they were surprised at the appearance of the bride and they were not allowed to go in to the banquet at all. Where would you be if Jesus came today? We're preparing for the Christmas season in which we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. With eagerness, now we await his second return. 
We are truly hearing prophets and people proclaim the king is coming. Let us be ready. Amen. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.